This is the sound of a metro station in Moscow, Russia, a city with more than 12 and a half million residents. Russia is the largest country in the world and the ninth most populous. Moscow has one of the largest municipal economies in Europe, which also accounts for more than one fifth of the country's gross domestic product. According to the Global Livability Index of 2019, Moscow was ranked as the top biggest improver in the last five years, ranking 68 out of 140 countries. For this episode, I spoke with my mother Natalia about her experience growing up in Moscow during the 1970s and how the livability of her home has changed over time. So my name is Natalia. Uh, I used to live in Moscow, the area called Sontsevo, which you can translate as a sunny place or sun-filled place. It's a very nice name. <laughs> so yeah, we lived there in a small flat with my parents and my sister, and um, um, yeah, and when we lived there, we lived also in a different, I would say, different countries because before nineteen eighty seven, the country was, um, you can call it communist Russia or socialist Russia, but there was a different. It was different um, structure, different business model, so everything was really different from what it is now in Russia. So yeah, you can say we live in a different country with the different, <laughs> different orders and different laws, and everything was quite different back then. It's like uh, more on the outskirts of Moscow. It's uh, quite far away from the center. So um, actually, when my parents first came there after finishing uni, they were sent there for work, and they just after uni, everybody have to go to the place where they assigned to. So this is where they they came, and it was um, it actually was a village before. It wasn't a Moscow when they arrived. So it was a village on the outskirts, and eventually, while they were living there, it's um, the Moscow spread and swallow this part, and it's become one of the suburbs of Moscow and uh, so I grew up it was already suburb of Moscow um, probably I don't know how many kilometers like about uh, one hour drive from the center and um, yeah it was a very quiet area and undeveloped with a lot of old buildings and still some of the village buildings intact and looks like a small city kind of with some infrastructure but a lot of small businesses and a lot of well when i speak about small businesses you should remember there was like a um i don't know if you can call it communist russia but there was russia where any private business were not allowed so it was like when i say small businesses it was still government businesses so it was like a small shop but there was a government shop <laughs> it's a small like school it was just a government school there were no private enterprises at all but if you talk about population population was probably more bland there was more of the same nationalities and buildings were smaller obviously and uh, there was um yeah what else undeveloped area and, and like all this green area and bushlands were also less developed and less populated by i don't know 
increased number of people what it is now so it was like more natural yeah According to Golubchikov and Phelps, Moscow has been a quintessential example of neoliberal restructuring. The 2000s in Russia brought with it multi-scalar processes, including the global financial crisis and the rise of the protest movement in Moscow, intensifying rivalry between the Muscovite elite and the federal. Over time, these processes challenged Moscow's previous urban development model that was characterised by an authoritarian type of neoliberal urbanism. The city adopted a new urban strategy, focused on the re-regulation of the urban economy and the promotion of an image of Moscow as a livable and comfortable city. Moscow shifted its planning and design policies towards what they claimed was a better accountability and transparency. Unfortunately, these processes instead represented a deepening of neoliberalism, as they created the conditions to allow further commercialization of Moscow's urban space. Moscow grow like the population grows every year. It grows and grows, and there is no stop to it. So it's already swallowed all nearby villages and cities and towns, and it's keep on growing. It's like I don't know how many kilometers it is. It's spread. It's actually spread maybe just as much as Sydney. But imagine in Sydney, it's like mostly one store, two Sydney, uh, two story houses. And imagine if the whole Sydney was like the city. This is how Moscow is, is like there. There's like a high density, nine, twelve, twenty-four story buildings everywhere. Imagine Sydney is like that. It's a bit too much. I think it's like they already, <clears throat> they can't control any more infrastructure because it's just. I mean, they're a different system. Moscow always was like a very big populated city, but like now, I think it's just like out of control. It's not. Like you live far away on the outskirts, it doesn't feel like Moscow anymore. It just feel like any any city. You just live in your micro area, and you just like that's it. Are so, there any um, positives that you think, like good things that have changed? Well, maybe it's, uh, not in the area we're talking about because we're talking about area where I grew up, mm. about this suburb, and they started to grow, not to grow, to build this. Um, like a blocks uh, and grow, uh, build this uh, high scrappers quite long time ago, so it's it's kind of not attractive. But if you go to the newer area, which developed just now recently, which is not too far from the area, what I'm talking about, they already changing a little bit. They planning, they including in each block, they including um, a bit better infrastructure. They including more shops and like a barber shops and like post offices and like a walk-in area so they look a little bit more attractive they live in a bit of spaces in between they don't just build one building to next to each other so this like a nearby area is actually more attractive than where kind of we used to live and where my mom still lives yeah do you think that russia or just or, or moscow or sonseva where you grew up is mm -hmm. more livable than other cities than other cities, mm. like what do you mean, like other other cities, cities around the world? Around the world, do you think it's it's uh, no, more pleasant it, to live in? It depends. Like I don't know. Like it, it's a big contrast between 
like it's a big division in the population as well like people with a lot of money they are very wealthy people they don't even live in the city anymore they traditionally all kind of migrated and live on the outskirts of moscow on the big in the big like um sort of like a country houses they call them duchess so or like um they just basically had another headquarters outside of the city so it's like a huge house it allow them to have a lot of space and uh, you know there's a lot of some of them well i wouldn't say a lot of wealthy people but it seems like there are a lot of them they, and they can allow themselves to have a big house with a big territory you know and big like a swimming pool or whatever sport complex and uh, i don't know what percentage of population lives like that but if you live like that it's very pleasant so you know <laughs> yeah and if you live in a tiny flat it's it's less pleasant so yeah it depends on the, what kind of lifestyle you have as natalia pointed out the private use of green infrastructure mainly serves those who can afford to live in newer housing complexes increased traffic pollution and health problems arising from exposure and a lack of greenery along main roads with heavy traffic is still a huge issue in Moscow. It's a highly, like, high-density, overpopulated city. So, and there's, like, a natural migration happening and a lot of people coming from, uh, like, a, from overseas, which is, like, former Russian Republic, so it's not, like, from... Um, so it's like a near neighbor, like our nearby neighbors from former Russian Republic republics. But there's a lot of them coming from Asia, like you can see, and these people who used to very different lifestyle, and also people from coming coming from small town and villages, they're not um, adapting to the city life as easy, and they still keeping their habits like an all the different like sort of behavior. So it. it yeah, it's like, a, I don't know, because I haven't been living there for over 25 years, but for me it's a big contrast. Like, I can see these people, you can spot them straight away. It's This is probably like a natural process, but like for now they just blending in and it's really visible and it's really kind of in contrast to traditions and cultural life what people have in this area, yeah. Do you think it's a good thing, the the like the change of culture? Uh, I think for me not that much because these people like uh, I don't know all these old grandmas they've always complained what happening and how these people have no culture and how they don't know what <laughs> how to behave and things like that so there's like a nostalgia to it right yeah it's nostalgia and also uh, yeah because when you go back you want to you want to see traditions you want to connect with your culture and you come in there and there's you don't even see the faces you used to see it's like a different faces and different culture and different traditions mm. so it's like you you don't recognize the place anymore yeah tan et al state that cities are characterized by good infrastructure and selection of public services they support growth and provide access to crucial amenities like healthcare and education for the benefit of their people. This city design is supposed to provide greater livability and quality of life, but in Sonseva, like with many other places in the city, chaotic urban development is proving increasingly challenging for its residents. 
you'd want to go back and live in Moscow or do you want to stay in Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> That's a difficult question because in Moscow I would definitely want to live somewhere uh, in an ecologically like clean area and somewhere near I don't know there's no ocean so that but near the bushland area or river or things like that even like I don't, I, I don't think I could live in the middle of like populated dense undeveloped suburb that would be just awful yeah <laughs> You've been listening to the Livable City podcast. Special thanks to Natalia Varikina, my mum, for sharing her story. I'm Rachel Mashkovich, and this podcast is a production of Macquarie University, Sydney.